0: Most conversations start at one point and end up in an unexpected, surprising place. Take today's interchange between two Ollie instructors, one a New Yorker and the other an Angelino, who intended to discuss Gotham versus Tinseltown. Here's the surprising way Sue Cameron, a born and bred child of Los Angeles, began the comparison.
1: When, when I'm in a plane getting ready to land in New York, I hear the, the heartbeat before the plane even touches the ground. And as soon as my feet are on the ground in New York, I hear my heart going.
0: When Barry Schoenfeld was reluctantly transferred from his beloved Manhattan to LA, listen to what his boss told him.
2: Look what you're getting into. In an hour or less, you can be surfing. In two hours or less, you can be um, skiing. In two hours or less, you can be in the desert, and two hours or less, you can be in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. It's perfect.
0: Stay tuned to a conversation that begins in L.A. and New York, but eventually lands a far cry away. Welcome to In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. Ollie, O-L-L-I, is an acronym for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, located at and networked with the Palm Desert campus of California State, San Bernardino. Ollie Instructor and former Advertising Executive Barry Schoenfeld has lived in both LA and New York and knows both cities intimately, from Madison Avenue to Rodeo Drive. Ollie instructor, author, and entertainment journalist for the Hollywood Reporter, Sue Cameron, has covered thousands of stories from the shine of the sunset strip to the lights of Broadway. (laughs) Take a listen to their take.
1: New York is alive. It is shocking. It is really gritty. It it can be the most formal and most beautiful. What I love about New York is you can walk anywhere in the city, you're bound to run up to with and you'll meet up with someone you didn't know was there. You can go into museum anytime you want. The arts are everywhere in New York.
2: And when I decided to transfer from New York to Los Angeles, friends in the biz said, said, you're crazy. They're all, first time I ever heard this. You're all, they're all fruits and nuts out there in Los Angeles. (laughs) Day one after landing, my God, they were hard driving people. Mm-hmm. And they were living on the beach in Redondo and Manhattan yes. Beach, where mm-hmm. I was living in Hermosa Beach, uh-huh. which which was kegger parties. Right. When I got when I got home. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's a life there where New York, as great as it is, every day's a struggle.
1: In Los Angeles, that is a lighter city. The cliche is that it's light, it's healthy, it's relaxed, and it is. It is a different lifestyle. You are outside in the uh, barbecuing on a lawn. I'd rather be in Sag Harbor on a boat, but that's okay. Uh, That's kind of the difference between the two. There are people, if they are very career-oriented, no matter what it is, they will kill in no matter what city it is. They never slow down. They're out and they're going for the throat and they're not going to rest until they get what they want. That's a little more disguised in Los Angeles and more obvious in New York. It is so hard when I go to New York from the first time I ever went there. I, I knew every time I left the hotel, I had to wear a full suit of armor because I didn't know what was coming. Whether it was a windstorm, a snowstorm, a cab trying to kill me people mowing me down on the sidewalk, but I loved it. I loved that game, and I loved that dance. It was magnificent.
2: And the translation is, you have to have everything in your car in Los Angeles, (laughs) just just like you had everything in your backpack in New York. That's no difference.
1: No, absolutely, and I was so lucky. I went to New York under ridiculous circumstances, I would be flown there by the head of a network and taken to La Caravelle for lunch or flown there by a star who would put me up at the Carlisle and have her limo at my uh, disposal. So I had a very, very rarefied special, um, not only introduction, but continuing lifestyle with New York. I never lived the way a real New Yorker would
2: live. I was gonna say, just as the people in Los Angeles who stay at the Ace or the Rowan or whatever, think they're in Los Angeles. And just like the Carlisle, they're not. No. (laughs) That happens in both cities for a certain strata of the 10 million, more or less, same 10 million in both cities.
1: I I remember once uh, uh, an actress flew me in and she said, do you want to go shopping with me? I said, sure. And so there I am in New York walking down uh, Madison and my friend is going in and out of every store buying $1,500 suits in the 70s. And the driver would just put them, put them in the car. I had never seen that, uh, that before. And it looked like so much fun.
2: <laughs> and the opposite in, in Los Angeles, was I discovered not in New York? I discovered Costco, mm. heaven, go there once, and then report back to me that you can't find better bell peppers than in Gelson's.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it would be terrifying to go to a market in New York. How do you do it? I still don't know where a gas station is or a dry cleaner, or I I, I, I understand uh, Gristiti's and Zabars, but I, I wouldn't know where to get ahead of lettuce. I don't know. I don't know how you do that.
2: I used to go to Zabar's and say, I tried again, this isn't going to work.
1: <laughs> I, w-
2: I would go for bagels, but they weren't the best bagels in New York. We're getting, we're getting to food.
1: Oh, here we go, here we go.
2: I took out a friend for salami in Los Angeles. Yeah. And he asked for it with mayonnaise. <laughs> I said, oh God, you are so far from Jewish, I can't believe it. But, but New York can't come close to Los Angeles Thai or Los Angeles sushi. Correct. Or Vietnamese.
1: I do like bologna. I'm sorry, with mayonnaise on white bread because my mother made a lot of that. I love that.
2: That is what we call goyasha.
1: That was my mother. Every time I arrive from New York, I either go directly from the airport to Papaya King or Gray's Papaya. Ah. I won't even check into the hotel first. I have to have that hot dog with that onion relish. I have to have
2: a soft pretzel, okay. The saltier, the better. It mm-hmm. may kill me. It may the salt may kill me. I'll die happy. You no, know, then there's the
1: pizza search too. I don't want to. Oh, any of, I don't want any of that uh, gourmet pizza. I want no. in Joe's, or Ray's. Yeah. The right ones, though, not the copycat one.
2: <laughs> I used to go, to, in New York, over in East Village, and a slice. A slice, which is all you called it. Yeah. A slice was enormous, first of all. Mm. So enormous and so flexible, you had to fold it in half to eat it. And you let the oil drip off on the sidewalk first. Oh, yum. Yes. Then you started eating it with another friend because it was way too big for, for one. And when I started doing that, It was 50 cents. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Try and even find a place that sells by the slice right? on the West Coast. I would suggest to you that food is the major thing that divides the two cities.
0: Barry and Sue next considered which town is the best place to fall in love. (laughs)
1: Paris. (laughs) I
2: would still say New York.
1: Oh, absolutely, New York. No question about it.
2: And I think one of the reasons, there are many, is coincidences. You know, you can be on the street. Yes. Or hard to in Los Angeles. You can be on mass transportation, which is a joke in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And people you'd want to marry are unlikely to be on mass transportation in exactly. Los Angeles. I'm sorry to, to you know,
1: Oh, I'm right with you. General. I'm right with you.
2: But and, it's usually, you know, stereotypes start from truth.
1: Well, yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> there's um, always a reason.
2: And, you know, with so many great people, let's say, at museums and galleries and shows in New York, mm-hmm. which they just don't go to in Los Angeles. That's right.
1: You can you run go. in.
2: You can run into your next partner there. There, yeah. are, there are natural, easygoing places, many more in New York, mm-hmm. just on the street. Right, absolutely. You know, you wouldn't think in a city of 10 million people, you can r- run into friends right. in New York. It, I always go, how did this happen?
1: In Los Angeles, you have to pay people to introduce you to someone if, you, if you're looking for some
2: romance. Or my god, use Tinder.
1: Well, but I would rather be, meet a New Yorker than an LA person. I would.
2: New Yorkers <laughs>
1: read. They read. They do go into museums on and, the and, whim,
2: and they're quick on the uptake. Oh, totally, totally. Not not necessarily because they're better educated or smarter. No, it's timing. You know, I tell p- when someone says to me, "You know, I don't like New York because they're they're so rude." I said, I I think you have it wrong. They're just in a rush to get to where they're going. Right. And if they bang you on the shoulder on Fifth Avenue, it's not an act of aggression. Mm -mm. You're just walking too slow for New York. That's right. New Yorkers are so kind
1: to to strangers, to, to tourists, and people in Los Angeles wear blinders. They, I'm yeah. doing terrible generalizations, but right. if, if they are still in the striving category, they have on blinders, and they have no use for you unless you can do something for their career. As yeah. a columnist, it's so clear when I walk into a party, I can just tell who's going to overwhelm me and what they want, um, and they don't, they don't get it, and it's just so obvious. But that's one of the reasons why I left, I left L.A., I, w- I don't want to go to a party and be pitched a spec script anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore.
0: And that comment took the conversation to a new location, which they agreed topped both New York or L.A. You know where, don't you? Right, Palm Springs and our magical desert communities.
1: Here, people do talk about food. They talk about books. They, they're reading. They recommend books. Um... Sure, I watched The Real Housewives of New York last night. and was absolutely
2: thrilled it was on. People in L.A. hardly admit right. that they're watching it, but millions are. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, Palm Springs being a way smaller pond, mm-hmm. it's only 45,000 people here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Look what they're oh, missing.
1: I moved here, so I didn't have to talk to any of those people anymore. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure. Absolutely a pleasure. When I, without the end of my time living in L.A., I wouldn't make a dinner reservation unless it was someplace 10 minutes from my house. I
2: would not drive. It has a lot of the characteristics of a small town, which New York and L.A. can't touch. So that sometimes, and for me, having lived in both of those other cities, it has plentiful free parking. They can't touch that in either city. It has, wh- and I think New Yorkers and Angelinos are friendly. Palm Springs people are more friendly by buckets. And I can tell that because many of the waiters and waitresses act like they know you. There are some that will sit down in a booth and act as if they're about to say, hey, hun, you you're regular? Um, also, the prices are generally cheaper for food and for gas, at least. For housing, forget it. What do you think?
1: Everything is uh, everything is cheaper. The water bill, um, the the electricity, everything. It's stunning. It's in some cases it's fifty percent less than Los Angeles. Fifty percent. When I moved here, and I, somebody invited me to a restaurant, and I pulled up to the restaurant, there was no valet. There was <laughs> I, there was You could just park on the curb right in front of the restaurant. There's no meter. And I went, oh, my God. Exactly. I have gone to heaven. (laughs) Everything that I hated about L.A. LA does not exist here. They know your name at the market. I have a waitress that I love so much at Billy Reed's that I go there just to have dinner with her. Anyway, anyway, um, the people I just adore here. Uh, many, many people come here after being extremely successful and they still are, but they don't have to work if they don't feel like it. So there's none of that rush or ego. No one cares. Everybody just wants to sit down and talk about wine and have an hors d'oeuvre. It's wonderful. I can have a day of putting and then I'll go to the club and have lunch and then I'll play mahjong in the afternoon. Uh, That's, I mean, there are other days when I'm running around i'm trying to save the purple room now so i'm doing a lot of uh and zooms but i can i can define my life here and arrange it where i because i was working so hard in la and new york i couldn't but here you can design you can design anything you want brand new start to finish whatever you want palm springs is a clean slate um when i say palm springs of course i'm talking about the whole valley right I like where I live because it's quiet and, and I deliberately chose it for that.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know what's also interesting, Sue, is that in New York or m- m- some parts of Los Angeles, certainly downtown, you turn your car left or right, and what do you see? More of the same. Yeah. You turn your car left, what do you usually see? Mountain.
1: That's right. It's genius. You and after there's, there's a circular bowl, yeah, it's a bowl here.
2: Yeah. yeah. So when I went back to New York the first time, it was the first time I experienced claustrophobia. Oh. Because you are sucked mm-hmm. into this canyon of mostly tall buildings. Right. Because it's a small space. I get it. It's an island. And everyone's squeezed into it. But not Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And probably never will change that entirely oh no they can't partially because of the native band of indians partially because of the development costs and no need for it
1: right this is not the place we're looking for job growth
2: yeah and what i would i think is great i am Mm semi-retired which means somehow i'm busy every day but so you could you one can have that lifestyle you described even while you're still working. Oh, yes. You know, I have the luxury, and it's not really, to take an hour off anywhere, anytime I want and do something that's not work. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Some
1: people, though, you, they need to learn or to accept that they are free. For some people who've been in the rat race so long, they don't, their body doesn't understand, you don't have to do anything today. You can do whatever you want. And sometimes that freaks people out. I had no problem with that at all. Uh, but it freaks people out. And they don't know how to enjoy themselves when there isn't a goal or a, a money goal that needs to be met or anything. Yeah. Um, but I th- more people here uh, know how to do that exercise and just, and just s- slow down.
2: And I think for most people, Palm Springs teaches you that one way or the other.
0: Speaking of teaching, Sue and Barry brought up one of the desert's most beloved assets.
1: I love that Ollie is here because it provides really a grad school for anyone of any age. If you never had time in college to take art appreciation, learning how to write a news story, or you wanted to study uh, ancient history, you can go to Ollie and you can get anything you want right now. It's it's I it's one of my very favorite organizations in the desert. I think it's so important uh, what they provide. It's it's
2: just amazing. It's remarkable mm-hmm. the 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 length and breadth of courses. There there is something for everybody, and I wish everybody knew. So as a teacher, I love it. I love Ollie.
0: Sue Cameron Barry Schoenfeld two of the lively voices of Ollie. Hey, want to join the chorus? To become a member or sign up for courses, go online to csusb.edu slash O-L-L-I for Ollie. Once again, csusb.edu slash O-L-L-I. Ollie. This has been In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. Our thanks to Cal State San Bernardino in Palm Desert, along with communications study professor Lacey Kendall and her media students. This podcast was produced for Ollie by Lou Gorfing. And I am Dr. Arlette Poland.